0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today is Tuesday, February 7, 2023. Today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are at page 66, the first paragraph, starting with "It is explaining that a life which includes deep resentment, Going through that one paragraph only, ending in "and with us to drink is to die." Today's readers are, and thank you to Team Tuesday: Trisha D, Rena L, Colleen M, Elizabeth B, Esther F, newcomer greeter Frere H, and the host for the second awesome unrecorded hour, Ken W H. The reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, February—excuse uh, me, Monday, March 6. Wow! Did I say February seventh? We are on.
1: Today is
0: March seventh, and yesterday's reference ID for March sixth, seven a.m. Eastern time, twenty thousand and twenty-two, for the ten a.m. Eastern time meeting, twenty thousand, twenty-three, two zero zero two three, OA preamble. to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for
1: Elizabeth D. to read the 12 Steps. Please go ahead, Elizabeth. Good morning, everybody. Elizabeth D. Recovered in Cincinnati. The 12 Steps of Overeaters
0: Anonymous. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thanks for letting me do service. Thank you, Elizabeth. I will now ask for Esther F. to read the 12 traditions. Twelve Traditions. Please go ahead, Elizabeth. I'm sorry, Esther.
3: Good morning. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8 eater overeater—I mean, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but we may, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, as such, our ought. As O.A. as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the O.A. name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press radio, film, television, and other public media communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do
0: service going the cast. Thank you, Esther. Okie dokie. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear my timer or you'll hear me stay time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book. We are on page sixty-six, the first paragraph starting with "It is plain that a life which includes resentment." And I am now going to ask Trisha D to get us started. Please go ahead, Trisha. Good morning. Thank you for uh, like giving me the opportunity to share this morning. This is Trisha D, a compulsive overeater from um, outside. Athens, Georgia, uh, it, page 66, it is plain that a life which includes deep resentment leads only to fertility and unhappiness. To the precise extent that we permit these, do we squander the hours that might have been worthwhile. But with the alcoholic, whose hope is the maintenance and growth of a spiritual experience, this business of resentment is infinitely grave. We found that it is fatal for when harboring such feelings, we shut ourselves off from the sunlight of the spirit. The insanity of alcohol returns and we drink again. And with us to drink is to die. Whew, that is a powerful, powerful paragraph. And I can so relate to this paragraph as a compulsive overeater. Um, you know, I look back when I was beginning my fourth step in writing down uh, my resentment, and I realized one of my biggest resentments, besides myself, was one of them was to my husband, because I felt like he was loving me unconditionally. Because, Tricia, are you there? There's some feedback. In the
1: background, I don't know if that was your phone or not. Are you still there? The dash person might have muted you. should be press star one, unmute again, or call back in.
0: Oh, can you hear me now?
1: There we go. Hello? Perfect, no
0: feedback. Oh, yep, gotcha. OK. Did you hear me read the paragraph? I I did. Mm Yep, we did. And you were talking about your husband and that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Apologize Mm -hmm. for that. All right. So anyway, and I read this paragraph. I have flashbacks to um, you know this 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 deep resentment leading only to fertility and unhappiness. You know, I was serving no useful purpose because I was so focused on me and um, my my self centeredness. And I remember just. And there were so many, um, str- I mean, I just celebrated 50 years of marriage to the most wonderful man, but so much of that was able to be successful because I was able to drop so many of my resentments um, because I felt like he'd he me conditionally because I couldn't control my overeating. And, uh, you know, if he would, if I would just get thinner, he would love me more. And I just went, but it was all about my attitude. If I wanted to change Somebody, I've got to change myself and I had no idea how deep my resentment was that I was perilous over this food and I had um, I I couldn't put the food down and I kept gaining weight and I was like oh no and yet I was blaming him for my problem so what it says here the hope is the maintenance but with the uh, compulsive I'll say that word whose hope is the maintenance and growth of a spiritual experience, this business of resentment is infinitely grave. It's fatal. And only when I was able to see my part in the problem um, in this situation, to see that, you know, it was, I wasn't doing much self-care. I wasn't enlarging my spiritual life, which is what gate, only the power comes from my higher power. If I do have the allergy of the body and the mental twist, they call, and then the spiritual malady, which, which shuts off the sunlight of the spirit. It shuts off that channel of communication and the, and the, the blessings that I would get. So, um, you know, for, so when I harbor those feelings, yes, it says here, we shut off the sunlight of the spirit. And then that's when I would return back and then relapse again. So with us to drink is to die, to overeat. I almost literally died and I had to have a liver transplant. Uh, almost six years ago because I had fatty liver disease due to overconsumption of sugar. And right now I'm healthy as can be. And like I said, I just celebrated 50 years of marriage. And I'm so blessed to be have neutrality with the flour and the sugar now um, for over three years. And I'm just very, very grateful. And so this is one, one powerful paragraph. Then the more I push God out, the more I go back into my disease of compulsive eating. So anyway, thank you for letting me share today. Thank you so much, Trisha Dean, for getting us started. Way to go. Okay. So although we value everyone's experience, strength, and hope, if you've shared in the last
1: couple of days, namely Monday and Friday,
0: we ask that you uh, step aside and allow others to share their experience, strength, and hope, too. So who would like to share on this paragraph? Christina. Christina. Wanda okay. Har-
4: Christina J. Wanda
0: J. R. All right. All right, I've got Kelly Wanda F. and I think Christina J. Uh, Kelly
1: Sarah D. F. Yeah. Kelly S. Sarah D. There was a bunch of people that came in at once. I've got Christina J. Wanda R. Kelly S. Sarah D. Who did I miss? Tina S. Tina, Tina F. Tina S, Lisa N. Okay. I have take one more or not. <laughs> Anyone else? Okay. We've got our lineup. Christina J, Wanda
0: R, Kelly S, Sarah D, Tina S, hiya, and Lisa
1: P- N. Uh, All right, Haya.
0: Everyone uh, in there, Haya. Haya P. Yes. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right, let's try it again. Christina J., Wanda R., Kelly S., Sarah D., Tina S., and Haya P. All righty, Christina, grab the mic, you're up.
5: Oh, good morning, everyone. Christina J., North Carolina. I read something yesterday that really locked it for me. Very short, simple sentence. Don't neglect the practice of my presence. It tells me that God is with me always. And it's up to me to keep going to him. When I fade and drift away, uh, the negative promises of this paragraph come true. I will go back to the food. The food is what I always knew. The food was, my God, I didn't know that I could tap into this presence with just stopping, taking a deep breath, feeling my heart expand as I breathed in and breathed out. But I must practice. Without the practice of it, don't neglect the practice of my presence. I drift out to sea because I've been running my life a certain way all my life. My resentments have been deep against the music industry, against myself for not doing it right, for not figuring it out. They've run deep. Just this morning, I felt them again. I get to work on it every day because it's a true gift, really, because it keeps bringing me back to God. You see, I'm I'm tired of being in the food. I'm tired of it not working. I'm tired of it. Does that mean I can control it and come out of it? No, I've got to have God's grace. But how do I get that grace? By practicing the presence. Doing what this big book tells me, because I've been through many spiritual ups and downs, and I've had many spiritual, um, I guess, experiences or awakenings. I can't remember each. They've never held me because you just have them, and then you go back to your life. Right? Got to practice every day. Got to do my prayer and meditation and open myself up to God, no matter how dull I feel. Some mornings I feel dull, but I just get up and do it. I don't have a chance in hell of making it on my own. I have a deep obsession of the mind around these old resentments that I keep working on, and <clears throat> a deep resentment about having to do something I don't want to do in life right now. And I get to keep going to God with that. And that's beautiful, because it takes me to Him, my head bowed and my hands in the prayer position, and humbling myself before this beautiful thing that lives within me. <clears throat> The presence is with me. I open to it when I open myself to prayer and meditation and simple pausing and breathing deep. That's it. Without it, (laughs) I'm out to sea trying to row with broken oars. Love you all. Thank you for letting me share.
1: Thank you so much. Christina J. from North Carolina. Wanda R., you are up.
6: Good morning, everybody. I'm looking at pink clouds from the Chicago area in Illinois. I hope everybody has a great day. Thank you so much for all your service, everyone. And I just want to say uh, I am abstinent. I got married uh, um, in the, by a judge in the 40s. I'll get married in the church. And, you know, it's been a roller coaster because we're living together in my apartment. And I know that there's a resentment bucket that is uh, right next to me and I can pull out resentments if I uh, think about expectations or think about, uh, you know, uh, uh, things I'm worried about uh, things, uh, things about what, uh, other people are thinking and what other people think is none of my business, and, uh, you know, I just really have to, uh, maintain calm and peace, and that's the sunlight of the spirit, and I do that with prayer, and I do that with, uh, maintaining calm, so, um, I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Thank you for letting me share p s
0: Thank you, Wanda R from Illinois. Okay, Kelly S, you're up, followed by Sarah G. Please go ahead, Kelly.
2: Good morning everybody.
7: It's Kelly S. Recovered Compulsive Eater in, in Oklahoma. Thanks, Amy, for your service. I was really excited to get to share on this paragraph. Um, I was reading it yesterday and um I've only read it a bazillion times, but what really jumped out to me was but with the alcoholic whose hope is the maintenance and growth of a spiritual experience. I was like, Well I didn't really come in with that hope. I came in with a hope to be thin and get my eating under control. But you know, we're hoping by this point when you know, uh four and five here that, that we've come to this place or I've come to this place of a hope of maintenance of growth of spiritual experience. So this right here is telling me this is why I'm doing this work. It's not so I won't eat again. It's because I'm I'm needing this spiritual experience. Why? Because I if I don't, I'm going to shut off the sunlight of the spirit, it says right here. And what happens if I do that? Well, then I'm back and I'm left with my own power, the little p, the small power. And then without that big power, I'm back into self, right? And it's told me lack of power is my dilemma. You know, it's not lack of uh, desire, a lack that I I want to stop eating. It's lack of power. So I have to do this work so I can access this power, right? So it tells me that that then insanity comes back. So here's the deal. It's not resentment that's going to make me eat. It's not the buildup of human emotion that makes me eat. What happens is resentment, emotion, all this crap shuts me off from God. It brings back self. You know, so that's what drives me back. It's that I start losing God, right? I lose that big power that I need. And so, you know, when I look at this and it says it's infinitely great, well, I know people who are pissed off all the time at work, I know people who are pissed off all the time in my life, but I can't do it. This is part of that, what my sponsor has taught me, that distinct entity. In the doctor's opinion, it talks about it with a physical allergy, right? Other people can eat with impunity. Well, guess what? Other people can be pissed. They can be angry. They can hang on to these resentments. They can, um, you know, nurture them. They can do whatever they want. But I can't because why? Not because I'm going to eat over it, because I'm going to lose my connection with that power, that power that this book has told me I have to have. I have to have that capital P power if I'm going to stay abstinent, right? And so that's why I do this work. I do this work because I need that connection because that's the only thing I got. I got to connect into this God, right? So on my own, if I try, I'm going to go right back in the food. So today I do this work because I want that connection because you know why? You guys have told me that's what it's going to take. This book tells me it's going to take that. It's not going to be the perfect food plan. It's not going to be the perfect sponsor, the perfect meeting. It's going to be this connection with the relationship with God that's going to keep me free. So today I don't have to go back to the food. With that, I pass. Thanks, Amy. Thank you so much, Kelly S. from Oklahoma. All right, Sarah D.
1: followed by Tina S. Go ahead, Sarah.
2: Hi, this is Sarah B. from Portland, Maine. I am a food addict and compulsive overeater. Um, I'm so happy to hear this particular, I haven't been here in a while, and to come today and hear this particular paragraph is perfect for me. Um, I just have had some recent really good experiences with seeing how my resentment just completely brought me to self-reliance and rumination and just really self-hatred. And trying to weigh and measure whether or not I am worthy of being in the world. I just get, when I I feel like somebody doesn't like me or I'm doing something wrong, I get really scared and I plunge into trying to figure it out in self-reliance. Like, who's wrong? Am I wrong and bad? Are they wrong and bad? And I can really get lost in that, and um, that'll lead me right back to the food. I just simply cannot afford that. And I take things personally, which really aren't personal at all. And when I turn back to my higher power in prayer, I'm cared for and connected, and I don't have to figure out anything. I can just know that I'm lovable, and I'm okay, and I'm safe, and I don't have to plunge into that dark, dark space that always leads me back to the food. It's an old, old place from childhood neglect, and um, it's dangerous for me to go there, and um I can just see the world with fresh eyes as long as I stay connected to my higher power in those moments. So um, I've been using that all day a lot and it's really making a difference for me. I can stay in the present moment instead of lost in self and fear. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Sarah B. from Maine. Uh, we have Tina S. followed by Lisa N. Go ahead, Tina.
8: Thanks so much, Amy. Tina S. recovered compulsive eater anorexic in Florida. Wow, well, what a great paragraph. I heard some really great shares this morning. And, you know, to everything that this paragraph states, yes, yes, yes. You know, it is plain that a life which includes deep resentment leads only to futility and happiness. Yep, that's my experience. Totally my experience, and to the precise extent that we permit these, do we squander the hours that might have been worthwhile? Absolutely, always into self, always into self. When I've got a resentment going on, all I can think about is me and not anything else, you know. And and it certainly, certainly shuts me off from the sunlight of the spirit. And I love what was just shared about the maintenance of growth and spiritual experience. I didn't come here for any of that, but the good news is. The longer I stay, the more of that I get so that I can be free, you know, because what because they tell me what's going to happen if, I, if I'm not, that the insanity of the alcohol returns and we drink again. It doesn't say maybe we do. It tells me if I don't keep spiritually fit and do this work, that the insanity, the alcohol, food or whatever the manifestation is, and I will drink or eat again and and then I'll die, you know, maybe not even not physically, but certainly, certainly spiritually emotionally because that's my experience and today you know the good news is that i have a solution am i willing to do the work one day at a time not what i did yesterday not what i did the day before what am i doing today to be free you know i'm on this line most days you know and i start my day this way and it's 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 uplifting you know and then i start to have hope that i can continue to grow spiritually you know and get rid of this resentment and, and stay in the sunlight of the spirit and be able to give and not be so self-centered. And, um, and I'm so grateful to be here. And with that, I'll pass looking forward to more shares. Thanks.
6: Thank
0: you so much. Tina S from Florida. Wow. Everyone's doing great with the time. <laughs> okay. Lisa N followed by Haya Pete. Please go ahead. Good morning. And thank you for your service moderator. Um, wow. This is I knew everybody would want to talk about this because it seems so, like, exciting. <laughs> so I realized that my my Lisa, uh, where are disease... you from? Oh, I'm sorry, Lisa from Wisconsin. Okay, yep. thank you. Sure. sure, sorry about that. Um My disease wanted me to be so unhappy, and it worked. I fell for it. And before this this program, and even during this program, because I didn't understand the tenth step, I hadn't really gone through the steps like I should. Um, somebody uh, left the program. My sponsor left the program before I really
8: got through the steps, and I I waffled for a while.
0: So my tenth step
8: was, God bless them, change me. That was it. And I still use that because it helps in the in the moment, in the second, but I know that I have to do a tenth step. This this morning reminded me that I needed
0: to do a tenth step again on somebody. So I'm really grateful for reading this. I wasted so much time, I squandered so much time thinking I was right about my resentments. I was I my disease had me convinced that they had harmed me and hurt me and I had a right to be resentful. And you know what? Maybe I did have a right to be resentful, but the resentment really did a number on me. It made me eat, made me dislike every single person, anybody. And it really, it had me. It had me in its grips. And God was trying so hard to shine his light on me that I couldn't see all the blessings I had. Now I look forward to speaking with my fellows, helping other people. I want to have a happy life. And I know that means I cannot, I can't skip the 10th step. I just can't. I've got to do it. So um, thank you so much for letting me share. And everybody, I hope you have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Lisa N. from Wisconsin. All right. Hi, MP. And then we're going to take a few more names. Just a friendly reminder, we are on page 66. The first paragraph is plain that a life which includes deep resentment, just that one paragraph. And then we'll take some more names after Haya. All right, Haya P., please go ahead.
9: Good morning, everyone. Haya P. from Hollywood, Florida. Uh, It is plain. So, uh, for me, if it was plain, I wouldn't be here. Uh, so uh, Although, it is a gift from God that I am here. And the idea of squandering hours, uh, I think these days, at least I hear from my younger folk, uh, they'll say, Oh, that's that's hours of my life that I'll never get back if they are doing something <laughs> wasteful and uh in terms of doing or thinking. And uh, you know, <laughs> I never thought of it until this morning reading that paragraph. If I how much time in my head I Spent resenting and ruminating and what I also noticed for me is most people I think when they meet people and there are new situations they uh, greet people from a place of kindness and grace uh, and it's possible down the road things are going to annoy them and bother them and and uh, if they're living in the sunlight of the spirit spirit they're able to deal with it and look past it uh, I as a protective mechanism, uh, I come from a grace of resentment. I come from a place of resentment. Within five minutes of meeting someone, I already find a resentment. You know, I'm on a fact-finding mission to find out what's wrong with them. And fortunately, then that ends a little bit, and I do end up most of the time befriending them, and and, uh, then I come from a place of grace. But it would be nice if I started out with that. Uh, And it's interesting, sunlight of the spirit. I wake up every day from the religion of my understanding, and I say a prayer, thanking God for returning my soul, my spirit to me. Uh, Every day I have it returned to me, and it's a gift, and hopefully I'm uh, able to uh, go out and do uh, his, her bidding. Um, It's an honor to be here, and with that I pass. Thank you
0: so much. Hi, Edie. Okay, so we're going to take some more names. We're on page 66, the first paragraph. Who would like to share on that paragraph? Teresa K. Ginger K. C. Teresa K. Ginger C. Rosy. E. Lelia A. Sarita.
6: Uh, Hold on K-S.
0: Okay, hold on one sec. I've got
1: Teresa K. Ginger C. Ross
0: K. S. It was someone I did not catch. How thought she did a car. Can you say your name again, please? Clelia A. Lee Somebody a. a. Clelia. Lee. Yeah. Clelia. Teresa L. Lee Hold on one second. All right, maybe one more. Let's see. What was that name again, please? Farita, oh. Fer farita L did you the say? F
10: from Bank yeah, Islands okay.
0: Canada. Um uh, hold off on that. I we'll see if we got you there, because I've got a pretty good list here with my timing. I think I've I think we've only got room for these folks here. This is what I have. Um Teresa K, Ginger C,
1: Roz G., K. F. Talia A,
0: Lee H and
1: Frida L. All right, Teresa
0: Kay, please go ahead. Uh, Hello, I'm Teresa Kay. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater and I'm from Tennessee central time zone. Um, I was thinking about this uh, part of the paragraph that says, Do we squander the hours that might have been worthwhile? And I was thinking, my whole adulthood has been squandered away uh, due to my compulsive overeating, my weight issues that come from it, my health issues that have came from it. Um, I heard someone say earlier about their, you know, having to have a liver transplant. You know, I I have uh, a fatty liver, non-alcoholic cirrhosis of the liver. I've had to have a pacemaker put in, and, you know, I've had knee problems and other issues, diabetic. And it's all been, my life has been squandered away because of this addiction to food. And and now that I have been, you know, working the steps, working with others, um, everything feels worthwhile now. Um, letting all of my, you know, working on my resentments. I mean, I'm now able to have a relationship with my mom. Um, Also with the resentments, I'm actually having the best relationship that I have ever had in my life with my husband. Uh, we started dating when we were 16 years old. And, you know, now we're close to getting to 50. So we've been together the majority of our life, but, you know, I squandered it all away with all the self-pity, the resentments, and everything else that comes with having this disease. And I'm just truly thankful that I have ones like y'all. I, You know, I have this program. I, I get to work with others. You know, I'm very thankful for my sponsor. Um, and now I am living a life that is worthwhile and with that I pass and thanks everybody for their service. I greatly appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Teresa Kaye from Tennessee. All right, Ginger C, you're up followed by Raji. go ahead Ginger. Hi Amy, thank you for your service. I am Ginger C, a real compulsive overeater. And I'm in Colorado
0: and celebrating with you visionaries today. I'm so grateful to have 85 days of abstinence back. Thank you, God, Mm -hmm. doing for me absolutely what I do not do because I just know self-sabotage and destruction and I kill myself, especially when I eat. And I love how clear this message is. It says, resentment is fatal. It will kill you. And thank God we have clear-cut directions to clear it out because I love the earlier share. It's not filled up with my human emotions that get me to eat. It's separation. Addiction is all about separating me from what matters most. God, higher power. Because if I don't have power between me and that food, guaranteed I'm going to eat. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what it wants. It wants to scare me. It wants to piss me off. It wants me to hate everyone because then I get alone with my crazy-ass thinking where everything centers, my mind, my thoughts. And I don't have you to hold me accountable. I don't make that 10-step call. I'm alone in my house with the food. And I wonder why I eat. Well, let's back it up. Let's look at Jim's story. Sons, seemingly unimportant disturbances.
1: And I love that. You know,
0: don't even go to the depths of a resentment. Are you disturbed? Do you hear the person's name and your skin begins to crawl? That's a big indicator that there's a problem. And what I have to do is take action and get back to what matters most. Because my job is to be of maximum usefulness, not squandering the hours because I'm pissed off at you. And just thinking about you all day long and how much I hate you. So I love that we have these directions because, to me, I finally see the reality of this food in a way that I never saw it before that relapse, this past 15 months, 18 months, whatever it's been. And it scares the crap out of me. I cannot afford. I don't want to hurt me, but I don't want to hurt my family. You think you're not hurting those around you? Take another look. Your actions are showing them clearly where your mind and where your heart is. And it's not with them and their soul. It's with a food bite. It's with your next hit, your next high. And I am just so grateful again to be back. And if anyone's suffering my message, just don't give up. It's not as simple as hopping in Bill's car, but don't give up. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Ginger
1: C. from Colorado.
0: We now have Roz G. followed by KS. Go ahead, Roz. Well, good morning, and thank you very much for your service. My name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive reader in Palmdale, California. And uh, I live in the Southern California area, and uh, we have recently had a lot of snowstorms here and a lot of gray clouds. And rain, we've had a lot of rain, too, after a long, long drought, much needed rain. But what I'm trying to say here is that, you know, these big gray cloud fronts roll their way in. And, you know, I'm so accustomed to having sunshine just about every day, you know, whether it's cold or hot. I live in the high desert, and there's and there's always sunshine and blue skies. Very seldom do we have the gray clouds roll in. And I I can see those clouds as um, following me in my walk of anger, brooding, resentment, which totally block me off from the sunshine, the sunlight of the spirit. It's like those gray clouds. If I'm harboring jealousy, envy, which are my two top character defects, jealousy and envy, uh, anger, brooding, I'm walking around with those dark clouds over me, and I am totally blocked off from the sunshine. And as I've been hearing in the shares this morning, I am so grateful for the 10th step, and I'm so grateful for gratitude lists and counting my blessings. Every morning I have something to be thankful for. Whether it's waking up and putting my feet on the ground and saying I live above ground, I'm walking, I can see, I can hear, I can speak. My fingers are 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 useful. I have a I have an employment. I can go to work. I only drive 4 miles to go to work. Those are so many things to be grateful for and if you know if I'm feeling angry about something I still grateful for this 10-step tool and people that I trust because I've had to use it a lot recently i I've, I've I, I had a, a yucky month last month but it's it's going it's all it's mostly gone away and for that freedom of bondage prayer where if I'm angry with someone I pray for them for, it doesn't even take two weeks and the sunlight is back We've had sunshine back in California, and I don't have to compulsively overeat over it. My head is clear. I'm Thank you. I'm grateful, especially for this meeting and for you all. I
9: pass. Thank you so
0: much, Roz G from California. All right. KS, you're up, followed by, I think it was Talia A. Eh? Please go
1: ahead.
11: Okay. Good morning. This is KS, compulsive overeater in uh, North Carolina recovered and grateful. Oh, Resentments. Um, yeah, I I started my morning with a with a resentment, which is rare. Like first thing when I woke up, there was just something that had happened, and I was instantly annoyed. And um, and I know that when this happens, I'm learning now that it just. I was trying to think of an analogy. It's it's like it's like there's a spill on the floor, and I just throw a towel down to mop it up. And the spill just spreads through the towel, and um, or like a like if you get a bug bite and you react to it, then that reaction just spreads out beyond the bug bite, and that's how resentments feel to me. It just it they just kind of take over if I don't deal with it, um, and before I know it, it has squandered time, squandered part of my day, and then I'm useless <laughs> in terms of, of being you know, helpful to other people being in God's will. I'm I'm blocked from my higher power. And this morning when that happened, I was angry and irritated, but then I got really sad because I thought, you know what? This is going to block me from my higher power too. And I was like emotional, and I thought, no, I I can't I can't let this happen. I mean, I I need to ask for help. So thank goodness for for 10 steps, even at, you know, 5:30 in the morning, um, and that, um, helps me to realize I can't do anything about that resentment. I have to stop and I have to ask God to to remove it because I can't do it. I'm completely, I have no choice when those things happen. Um, and they spread quickly and, um, throughout my, throughout my day. And the tenth step is so wonderful to just sort of stop it in its tracks. And also to help me realize, you know, this is from the 12 and 12, That when we are disturbed, um, there's something wrong with us. No matter what somebody else has done, it's this spiritual axiom. When we are disturbed, no matter what the cause, um, there's something wrong with us. And if we want to be like, you know, uh, quote, normal people, um, we we want to rage, we want to, you know, be, you know, how dare they or whatever. You know, the big book says that is the dubious luxury of normal men. We can't do that. We can't afford to do that because it will lead us to uh, back into our addiction Um, And death, which, you know, someone said earlier, not necessarily physical death, although that's possible, but spiritual death. And when I'm not connected to my higher power, it's feeling more and more like spiritual death, and I don't want it to last. So um, dealing with that in the moment, the 10th step, immediate action, um, asking God to take, take it away, whether it's resentment, fear, whatever it is, and that gets me back on the beam. And I'm just so grateful for that uh, tool. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you so much. KS from North Carolina. Okay, Talia, Talia A, you're up, followed by the
8: H. Please go ahead. Talia okay. A, recovering compulsive overeater from Orlando. I have lived in constant justified resentment for so many years. And it has kept me in complete bondage to the food. And um, I can't have a relationship with God when I'm that disturbed. So nothing in my life was going going peacefully. And today when resentments start coming up, I need to stop and halt and look at what's going on within me that's causing this disruption and to seeking God and doing a 10-step so I can be free from it before I am in the food face down, and um, in constant shame. So I think this message today is imperative for me. Thank you.
1: Thank
0: you, Celia A. from Florida.
1: Okay, Lee H., you're up, followed by Frida L.
4: Well, good morning. Can you hear me okay, Amy? I can. Thanks so much. This is Lee H., I'm a recovering compulsive overeater in Tennessee, and I'm probably not gonna say anything different from what everybody else has said. It's been a great meeting. I just know that the line, it says, and with us to drink is to die, and um, I I have to substitute that sometimes for to think is to die because that's where my resentments start is in my thinking. And um, I like to sew, and there's an example of just that sometimes the needle is our thoughts, but then the thread can be a series of thoughts. They can be a series of acts of love, prayer, petition, meditation, or they can be a series of resentments like being irritated, um, you know, mildly disturbed as someone was talking about just little tiny series of things that end up going, you know, to the place where I would pick up and, so when that when that thread gets tainted I know and it is very plain after reading this paragraph and and um studying this book and I'm so glad that it's plain and clear what it is that I, I have a solution today and that solution is to go to God and to um, you know, confess those things to him. And if it doesn't go away then I have to call a fellow to help me to get back, help that golden thread to get back to gratitude and and just the, the thoughts of of uh, goodwill towards other people. Bless them, change me. I love that prayer. Anyway, that's all I got. Thanks so much, Amy. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Lee. Okay,
1: that's Lee H. from Tennessee.
4: So I'm not sure I got
0: the
1: name right, but I think it was Frida L. Frida L. Did I get that right? Um, uh, maybe not. Okay. I think it's the read L. The read L. Okay. That sounds good to me. Okay. Are you
0: there? Do you hear me? I can. Please
2: go ahead. I
0: mean, I recognize yeah. your voice. Please go ahead. Sorry, I butchered your voice too badly. It's okay. Um, thanks so much for letting me share it. Theriel from Montreal. Um, just want to say thank you for all these shares every 7 a.m. morning. I don't usually get to share, and now I'm on um, live and locked in the bathroom so I can give back a little bit from my experience uh, with resentment. And God, God will keep on giving us as long as I'm alive. I have another chance at resentment and testing God. Um, And I want to share that, like for anyone who doesn't know, and for all of us who do know, um, because we've been doing this for so many years, that the beauty of a 10-step, like getting in the dirt and the mud with somebody else who's picked up the shovel to help us dig um, has been just a thrilling adventure. It's messy. It's messy. So many times I've done 10 steps with women and I'm I'm crying together, you know, crying with them on the phone. And and in the turnarounds, the beauty and the thrill of cleaning it all up and being enlightened really, really brings the sun right into my life um, as I shovel all that dirt out. It's not just leaving a clear, empty space, which we would think when you clean out the dirt. Okay, so now it's clean. But rather, it's even more than that. it's like the sun we're promised more than just clean, we're promised the power of light now is able to shine in and and that's really what I want to share is that we just do that ten percent of whatever it is to look at our defects that have been blocking us and and then miracles happen, and then miracles happen. I don't know why I don't know why that this works um, but the sunlight actually pours forth um, because we've moved out of the way. I've moved out of the way. And I've been causing the damage all along. Um, And the other thing that I want to point out here, it's a little nuance that I've noticed just this morning, is that we squander the hours where the sunlight of the spirit could have been shining in all along. What, What that tells me is that the power of my higher power, like that power of the sunlight is always light. It's always glowing strong and yet I'm the one that turns off that light and, and when I've cleared up my wreckage, there will be light because the lack of, um, what I want to say is that there's always this power of light and it's, it's, it's not ever bad, it's sunlight. It's, it's always, my higher power is always going to reveal himself in sunlight. And it's not just light. It's sunlight. It's powerful sunlight. And so many times I'm the one that just, I can't see it or I'm blocked from it or I'm in a place where I'm, you know, looting, self-pitying. I just don't see that sunlight. So the, the, the 10 steps really, I don't know what helps other people. I don't know what they do to get back to their sunlight, you know, but I've, I've got a, a blueprint to help me get back to that sunlight that's always there. And uh, with that I'll pass. Thanks so much. All right, thank
1: you, L. from Montreal, Canada.
0: We
10: have two minutes
0: left. Uh who would like to take those last two minutes?
10: This is Larry. Go ahead, Larry. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, Larry Kay uh recovered from Chicago. Just in a short time I learned so much from animals. And um yeah, I'm that guy that feeds the ducks. <laughs> I feed the feed the mm-hmm. ducks oatmeal. But here's what i learned about resentments now they may not have resentments in the way that we do but when these ducks gather to eat this oatmeal they uh sometimes they get a little resentful if other ducks get in their space and they'll snap at them a little bit just a little bit aggressive but here's what i've learned about ducks that you know ducks you know they may go after each other just a little bit and then you know they 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 get in the pond and they flap their wings. It's like they release a bunch of energy, and then it's the calmest thing. They both go in their own direction, and they float away in their own direction. I want to be more like a duck. I want to flap my wings and I want to get rid of those resentments and learn about that. and And working these steps is a is a spiritual transformation for me. But if the if the ducks were more human, boy, they'd hold on to those resentments, and they'd tell every duck within fifty miles about how they, you know, this person got into their personal space and, and they create such a story in their head and they catastrophize and they re-feel that resentment all over again. There's no floating off in a, in a calm way. So today, I'm going to flap my wings, be connected to God, be more like a duck. <laughs> With that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Amy.
0: Thanks, Larry. And on that note, we are going to wrap things up. Pause my timer here. Okay, I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. Thank you so much to Team Tuesday and your service. You guys rock. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following. The share ID for today, Tuesday, March 7, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Vision for your meeting is 20,025. That's 20025. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Rena L., could you please take us out?
3: Hi, this is Rena L., Recovered Compulsive Eater from Toledo, Ohio. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order